The single most important idea in this section, which is called Euler relations, is the Euler relation itself. That's equation 124, and it tells you that E raised to the power of I theta is equal to cosine theta plus I sine theta. Some mathematicians consider this the most important equation ever devised, and it is certainly extremely helpful when you're describing waves and wave behavior. So what we're trying to do in this section is to give you some feel for why this is true. And that's why we started out by asking the question, what does cosine theta plus I sine theta really come from? And to understand that, figure 1.15 is helpful. In that figure, you can see a phaser whose tip is on the unit circle, sweeping around, making one complete cycle, starting off pointing to the right along the real axis, and below and to the side of that phaser, we show the projection of that phaser. Below, we show the projection onto the real axis, and to the right, we show the projection onto the imaginary axis. So when the phaser starts out lying along the real axis, it has zero component on the imaginary axis, as you can see to the right, and it has a component of one on the real axis, which you can see on the little graph that's below the unit circle. It helps to rotate your page 90 degrees anti-clockwise to see that. And there's the graph starting on the left side of the graph at one, and then as the phaser rotates, the projection onto the real axis traces out a cosine wave. It starts at one, goes through zero, then to minus one, back to zero, and to plus one as the phaser makes one complete cycle. Likewise, looking on the sine graph with your page upright again, you can see it starts at zero, goes up to one when the phaser lies entirely along the imaginary axis, then to zero when the phaser points to the left, and minus one when the phaser points down. So this rotating phaser describes cosine theta, that is the real part, plus I sine theta, because sine theta is the projection on the imaginary axis. This just shows the relationship between a rotating phaser and that function cosine theta plus I sine theta. But what about the e to the I theta part? There are several ways to get there. We make the argument here from the derivatives. That is, we say if z equals cosine theta plus I sine theta, what is dz d theta, the first derivative of z with respect to theta? You see that in equation 120. Then we take a second derivative in equation 121. We then say, okay, what function would have that behavior when you take its derivatives? And we come up with the function e to the i theta. Now, as it says in the text, you can get there by doing an integral. You can see how that works in the problem solutions at the end of the chapter, or you can do it by making a power series. We essentially use the guessing the function approach here, and that's why there's a few pages describing that method. Whether you care how we got there or not, you should definitely make sure you understand equation 124, the Euler relation. We also do spend a little time explaining why E is a special number, and that's what figure 116 is all about. There we've plotted the function a to the power of x on the vertical axis where the horizontal axis is x. So the three plots there show a equals 2, a equals e, and a equals 3. And the reason that E turns out to be a special number is that when you take e to the x and vary x, the value of e to the x is equal to the slope of that function, that is the first derivative of e to the x, at every point. That's not true if you take 2 to the x or if you take 3 to the x, but if you take e to the x, the slope always equals the value of the function at every x. That's why e is special. But why does e to the ix represent a rotating phasor when e to the x doesn't? That's what's shown in figure 117. As you can see, in this case we made x positive, and e to the x is simply an exponentially increasing function that's real, has no imaginary part. But e to the ix oscillates. Why does it do that? Remember, 
I can be thought of as a 90 degree rotation operator in the complex plane. So the real part of e to the ix oscillates like a cosine wave and the imaginary part of e to the ix oscillates like a sine wave. So because e is special and because e to the ix is special, it just works that you can set e to the i theta equal to cosine theta plus i sine theta, and that's an immensely useful function for describing waves. You can read about wave functions in the next section, and the last section of this chapter deals with the inverse Euler relations in which sine and cosine are expressed in terms of e to the ix.